Renee Kranz. On today's show, we will have Brenda Mitzel in the studio. She is the new director of Catholic schools for the diocese. I'm going to find out what that means, what she's doing in that role. And we're also going to get her, the story of her faith journey. Um, It's very interesting. When I got done with the interview, I thought to myself, that was one of the better, probably top five interviews. Mm -hmm. I think I've, we've done Uh, not because of me, because of Brenda. Uh, It was just really interesting. She has a great story and just tells it in a really beautiful way. So please stay with us for that interview. We have sitting here across from me first, we have a Dr. Chris Bergwald, a (laughs) doctor, which is one of them. There's a lot of them running around the the universe. (laughs) Oh, Boy, heaven that, help that us. Wow. Wow. Yeah so, we'll, yeah. so we'll get some biblical bites with Dr. B. That sounds first. good. So, um, <laughs> hi, Elise. Hello. What Sunday are we in? Elise? We are in the 25th Sunday of Ordinary yeah, Time. Yeah. You know that because we talked about it this morning. Let's be honest. I don't recall that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't recall that. So I'm going to focus on the gospel, ladies, for okay. this episode. And we're, we're going to have a little fun. Oh, okay. I'm going to start reading the gospel. Which, of course, Elise always this year comes from. Matthew. Are you sure about Say that? Say it louder. Matthew, and it's his feast day. Well. Today as we're recording. We're recording. Is yeah, that yeah, like yeah, a yeah, bonus yeah. point? Yeah, bonus points. <laughs> bonus points. Um, so I'm going to read the gospel. But I, I'm, I, as soon as one of you knows where this is going, like you'll, rec- you'll recognize. I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's a parable. Okay. Well, as soon as one you of you knows the parable, the parable yeah, as quickly as and, possible. Yep. Yep. Ooh. Ready? Ready? Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out at dawn to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with them for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. Seriously? I don't know well, what like, the name wait, of it is. Like, maybe, it's the one where they... they it's the one where they complain at the end because they didn't work as long. And they got paid the same amount of wage, right? At least? Yeah, I didn't. I was going to say it was the one where like, he put the money in the ground. Oh, that was oh. like a week or two ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, 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 a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a legit guess because it's a real parable, at least. Yes. But, but Renee, Renee does win this round. So what is the name of that parable? Because I, I can't come up with a name. Uh, you know, I don't know. If, I don't, to be honest, I don't know that um, the parable of the, the, the workers in the vineyard or something like that, oh, okay. I think. So it does, yeah. I, I'm not going to, because it also is longish gospel reading. Right. Um, that's where, uh, so I will continue a little bit. Uh, after agreeing with him for the usual daily wage, he sent him into his vineyard. Going out about nine o'clock, the landowner saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said to them, you two go into my vineyard. I'll give you just. So they went off then noon, then three, likewise, five o'clock. Others standing around. Why are you here idle all day? Because nobody hired us. You two into my vineyard. And they ends up giving everybody, like the, the people who came at five, yeah. like for that last hour of yeah. work, um, got just as much as the people showed up uh, in the morning. So I'm glad you're going over this one because I understand what the parable is about, but I can see why those people who went in in the morning were kind of annoyed. Cause if that happened now, Oh, Oh boy. Uh, okay. Would the people who were working be mad. If someone came in like 10 minutes before five and was like, Hey, I'm going to work for 10 minutes. I'm going to get the same amount of money you got. Um, okay. So first of all, <laughs> This is going to be the point of what I want to talk about this yes. weekend. It's not, up, so it's, not it's, it's not the point. It's not the point. Oh, it's not, it's the, not point. the point. Oh. But I will address it nonetheless okay. because everybody. So remember, do you remember how Jesus? Well, how Jesus ends the parable? What the landowner says? 
to the grumblers. No. My friends, I am not cheating you. Did you not agree with me oh, yeah. for the usual daily wage? Yeah. Take what is yours and go. What if I wish to give this last one the same as you? Or am I not free to do as I wish with my own money? Are you envious because I'm generous? Thus, the last will be first and the first will be last. Okay, you're actually, I'm, I'm pivoting now from okay, what go. I was going to do. Sorry. Um, because people do have, and, I, and there's, there's, um, if I repent on my deathbed, mm-hmm. I can go to heaven. So th- this yes. is the closest, th- th- what the yes. parable is trying to get at. He's, it's really about Gentiles showing up here at this, the last minute and them coming oh, in, come in. Right. Okay. Sure. That's really, but, but, but let's kind Whereas of apply the Jews it spiritually. For years exactly. For Jews are, yeah. All, yeah. Um, but, <clears throat> the salvation for us, deathbed conversion. Mm-hmm. Seriously, like he, she gets to, I mean, they live this life of doing whatever they wanted. Uh, and, just if it was and, Hitler. And, and they get to go and, right. Yeah. They get to go. Well, they're not Hitler. The person who, the person who lived life to the okay. full. Oh, and, okay. and some Catholics can look at them and, well, like I had to follow the rules. Mm-hmm. And this person gets off scot-free because at the end of their life, they repented. Working in the vineyard is not laborious. Okay. Working in the vineyard is a privilege and an honor. So Uh, the fact that I get to live an entire life of, of following our Lord in the church Mm -hmm. um, is a great blessing and opportunity that the person who, because of the Lord's goodness and mercy at the end of their life, when they repented, he granted them his forgiveness. But, uh, I was the one who got to live life to the full, not them. So let's sort of switch our thinking a little bit when we think about this passage as we hear it this Sunday. Yeah, that's actually really helpful. I never heard it explained that way. Thanks, Dr. B. You bet. In the studio with me today, I have Brenda Mitzel. Welcome, Brenda. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me today. Yeah. Brenda is the pretty much brand new director of schools for the diocese. Um, she's been in Sioux Falls, in South Dakota for a long, long time. Um, but I wanted Brenda to come in because a lot of people in the diocese don't know who you are and don't know what the director of schools does. <laughs> so I thought, hey, we should have her come on and Absolutely. tell us what in the world she does. So, Absolutely. Well, yeah. very glad to be here and yeah. share with you a little bit about yeah. what I do. Being brand new is spot on. I think I've been here two months now. Yes. Yes. In <laughs> fact, I asked Brenda to come on about a month or so ago, and she was like, I don't think I really know my job well enough yet to be able to describe. That's and right. that is <laughs> extremely common, especially, well, most jobs, but especially um, in the chancery, just because things evolve over time. So mm-hmm. a director of schools prior, that same position later might not look the same. Correct. So it's kind of a, a growing into a role that right. happens. So. Right. And I've been in the diocese for 30, over 30 years yeah. working in Catholic education. Right. Um, but most recently here as director of Catholic schools, I get the opportunity to work with all of the schools yeah. across the diocese. Yeah. We have 23 schools. Yep. Some of them are K-5, some go K-12. Mm-hmm. And so in that role, I really get to support our school administrators, mm-hmm. support our pastors, mm-hmm. as well as school boards or school advisory yeah. um, committees. And that can be any kind of support that they might okay. be needing. It could be just navigating the legal issues that okay. are happening in schools, connecting people if they need uh, 
legal review of a contract. Oh, sure. Yeah. Connecting the right people to mm-hmm. do that. But I also get to work in curriculum, and that's an area I absolutely Ooh. love. And so right now we're taking a look at history curriculum. Oh. Um, South Dakota has released new South Dakota history content standards. Mm-hmm. And it's my desire to really infuse our Catholic faith yeah. into those history standards. Yeah. So um, that's that's a really fun project. Yeah. But uh, we've also started doing some professional development. So even oh, bef- that's a great idea. Yep. Yep. Um, in August, right after I started, we hosted <laughs> a new teacher retreat. Yeah. And it was something I'd worked with Dr. Bergwald and Father Trainer on prior to taking this role. Oh. I didn't Um, know that. Okay. But it was just fun. We invited brand new faculty from across the diocese Mm -hmm. to come for a two-day spiritual retreat. And it was just so beautiful to watch these people who are entering into their careers in Catholic education. I bet they loved that. um, They did. It's hard the beginning of August to say, I'm going to take two days off and work on me. (laughs) But they did it. And I think there was some great fruit that came from that. Well, what a good way to start a school year. Um, to get in the right mindset, especially in a Catholic school. Exactly. Where you need to bring some of that with you. Right. And give them hints. Yeah. Um, some of them had never worked or even attended Catholic school. Sure. So they didn't even really know what to expect. Right. So give some ideas on how you can incorporate scripture yeah. or prayer or even just having that quiet space in your classroom, yeah. a prayer table or something yeah. along those lines. Yeah. Okay, so Brenda, you said you were in education before this. Mm-hmm. Um, what made you decide to take this position? Because this is a little different than what you were doing before. It is different. People <laughs> keep saying, how's your new job? And I said, I miss little people. <laughs> <laughs> there are no, I'm probably one of the littlest people you'll get here, and that's only in height. <laughs> so I have had a, a wide variety of opportunities yeah. in Catholic education, from being a teacher to a principal Um, Most recently, I was an assistant superintendent, and this opportunity came up, and I have just been so blessed by experiences that that have been really handed to me to learn about infusing our faith. Mm -hmm. And so to align with Bishop's vision of developing lifelong missionary disciples through God's love, it's just a perfect opportunity to work with schools across the diocese and help them do everything that they do. Yeah. To really develop missionary disciples. Yeah, for sure. And you've been doing a little traveling. Like right away, you were traveling around. Is that right? It is. It is. I think it's super important to build relationships Mm -hmm. right away. You know, I can say by email or phone, I support you. (laughs) Um, But when I come see you, it's a whole different thing. We get to really, the principal and I and the pastor, we would get to sit down and just really have FaceTime, eye-to-eye contact, hear what their concerns are as well as what their celebrations are. Mm -hmm. There's some really great things happening across our diocese. And we want to celebrate those. And then how can we bring some solutions to any challenges that they're seeing? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because there are challenges for Catholic schools. For For sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the same for parishes. It's or schools as well. So. Yeah, you know, we've lost that Christendom. Our, our world has just changed, and raising kids to know, love, and serve the Lord has gotten to be a bigger challenge because of society. Yeah, for sure. Um, what are your hopes for your work? Oh, gosh, I just really hope <laughs> that I can impact somebody. Yeah. You know, I think that's all of our desire. We get up yes. every morning and go to work hoping that I can be an instrument of the Lord Yeah. right here and right now, that I can listen to His will and really help somebody else come to know him in yeah. a deeper way. Yeah. I'm sure you've, I know it's only been a couple months, but I'm sure you've probably faced a couple challenges so far. 
Uh, nothing that feels too big yet. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that because, you know, we really do need this position because it's, it was uh, empty kind of for a little while. And, for a little bit. Yeah. And, and Bishop DeGroote really desired to have um, that filled in a different way so it could be, have a, a heavier focus and really get the schools um, into a really good place as Catholic schools. Right. So. And uh, I'm just so humbled that he would think I yeah. could do that. I say to him all the time, are you sure? <laughs> I hear you. <ya. laughs> not about you, but I mean, we always that when, when we're offered a position here, not that it's, um, not that we're, not that we're necessarily more special than other people, but it, it, you feel very humbled as often people who go to work in their parishes do as well. You can be yeah. a part of that. Uh, ministry. Exactly. So it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It really is. And you know, you ask about challenges. The thing I've really found, the whole chancellery staff is very available to answer questions yeah. and help solve challenges. Yeah. I feel like that's what I do more than not is I'm constantly connecting two people together to yeah, solve some yeah. sort of question that's out there. Yeah, I think that's totally true. Um, okay. I want to move on to your faith journey. Unless there's anything else you want to add. I'm still learning. I bet if you ask me in six months what my job looks like, it'll be very different. We'll have you back on. We're like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> okay, so I want to want to have you tell us a little bit about your faith journey. Um, it's been a little up and down, I understand. Mm-hmm. So will you kind of tell us about your family, where you grew up, and then work in your faith journey, if you would. I'd love to. I think just like everybody, my faith has been hot and cold, up and down. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. It's, it's a lifelong journey, yes, right? Yes, for sure. So I'm a cradle Catholic. Mm-hmm. I had great Catholic parents. My mom was a convert to the faith. Okay. And, you know, we were your typical Catholic family. We went to Mass every Sunday. We had fish during Lent on Fridays. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just really a... A typical family. Right. Um, my parents did see value in Catholic education, which I'm grateful for yeah. that I was able to receive a Catholic education. And, um, you know, from high school, I went into college and continued celebrating my faith like I had. Mm-hmm. I, I would say maybe a lukewarm Catholic sure. at that. I never lost my faith like some students do yeah. in high school. But, but it definitely sometimes kind of tamps down a little bit in college. There's just so much going on. There's a lot going on, but I stayed connected by going to mass, um, search retreats, things like that. Mm -hmm. So I felt like there was, there was something there that was at spark. Right. Right. Um, I met my husband in college. Mm -hmm. Um, I say we met in church. He has a different story, but (laughs) whatever. Interesting. I'd love to get Steve in here and be like, okay, what's your story? I bet you would. We joke about it all the time. Um, (laughs) Well, you know, that's funny you say that because my husband, remembers meeting me before I remember meeting him, like another, like a whole other months beforehand. And I was like, I'm sorry, honey, I don't remember you. <laughs> you <laughs> were memorable, terrible. but just not that memorable. <laughs> <laughs> At least not at that point in my life. It, you know, it takes the right time. So. That's right. That's right. <laughs> anyway, continue on. Um, so Steve and I were married in the church and uh, we have four beautiful children mm-hmm. that were all baptized in the church and mm-hmm. received their sacraments. And, you know, we did what our parents did right? That's the only model you have. Right. And so mass on weekends, even if we were traveling, mm-hmm. uh, baseball tournament weekends, probably we weren't very popular in making that probably choice, <laughs> but it was important to us. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, things just went along as, as they were. And, mm-hmm. um, I had always worked for the Catholic church as well sure. in Catholic education. So I served as a teacher while my kids were while I was raising kids as well as a school principal. Mm -hmm. And so faith was important to me. 
But I still had this other little part of me that I like to be in control. I've got a type A personality. (laughs) Um, There's no one around here like that. (laughs) (laughs) No, type A's tend to end up in leadership. Right, right. (laughs) Um, But no, I just, I always wanted to control what was happening. Mm -hmm. And um, it wasn't until we had a real traumatic event in my family that I realized um, I had to let go. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge transition for my faith. Mm -hmm. Um, I can still remember the exact place and time that, that, was a that big I deal. finally came to a realization that I wasn't in control. Mm-hmm. I couldn't control what had happened or what was going to happen or the consequences of any of it. Mm-hmm. And I finally realized I had to give everything to God. You know, that's a really, okay. So I want everybody to understand that's a, not everybody gets there because mm-hmm. sometimes in those traumatic experiences, we walk away. From God, mm-hmm. but you didn't do that, which is might be more unusual now than it used to be. I don't know. You know, yeah. he invites us. He continues yeah. to always invite us. And I think if if I had walked away, that again would have been my choice. He was inviting me, right, to come into deeper relationship yeah. with him. And you know, something at that point in my life helped me to realize nothing else I do matters. Mm-hmm. He's the only the only one that matters. Right. So it was at that point when I really decided I had to give my hands, my feet, my heart, my head, my will mm-hmm. to God. Yeah. Um, and really grow in a personal relationship. I'd been practicing my faith, but I don't think I ever really had a personal relationship with Christ. Sure. And I needed that to get through the, tr- the challenge I was going through, but just to be the type of person that I wanted to be. Yeah. Someday get to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> when you say that, um, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. And okay. if you, if you want to like, I can, you can just say no if you want. But, um, when you say you needed a personal relationship with Christ, I think we often hear that. Um, what did that mean for you? Um, how did that, like, how did been, that um, manifest itself? Yeah. So I had been a rote Catholic, you know, I knew my prayers mm-hmm. that you needed to pray, but I just said them and I don't think I felt it sure. or meant it. Mm-hmm. And so growing in that I really wanted to know Christ better. Mm -hmm. That is what that personal relationship means to me. I wanted to know deeply. So I did a lot of different things, and I continue to still do a lot of different (laughs) things to grow in faith. I'm a sinner after all, and so it takes a long time to change. (laughs) Um, But knowing Scripture, number one, that's the way He reveals Himself to all of us. And so really studying Scripture was a game changer for me. You know, I use tools like um, Bible in a Year by yeah. Ascension Press because yeah. it was just so easy to listen to. Yeah. And, you know, first time through it, I just listened. But next time through, I got that Bible out and I oh. really started annotating and highlighting and, and yeah. thinking and praying and talk to, talking to God about what's on my heart and my mind yeah. as I'm reading that scripture. That's a good idea to go through it twice like that. I'm on my third time. <laughs> I'm a slow learner. But you know, no, you know what? The bu- we're supposed to continue to go through that. Why do you think we hear these readings over and over again know, at mass? I, I mean, know. and we still don't catch everything. We never will. Never There's just will. too much there. No, and he continues to reveal himself yeah. to us. There's so much in one scripture that the first five times hearing it in right. mass every year for our whole entire <laughs> life, we don't catch those little things. Right. Every time we hear something new, it's whatever we're ready for. Yeah, for sure. Um, you mentioned some other things you had done mm. to me. So what yeah, are some others? Yeah, so I've done lots of different things. Um, I love learning about the saints. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when we go through a trial, 
in our life. We just want to say, poor me. (laughs) And when you watch the lives of the saints, they went through all of it. They Mm -hmm. much worse than we did. Mm -hmm. It's just so intriguing to me to learn from those. So I love form.org because it's a great resource to, and they've got really well-produced movies on there. Yes. Um, I use a couple of apps. My favorite apps are Hallow app and Amen. Oh, I'm not familiar with that one. So A M E N. Yeah, that it's out. a little bit more traditional. Okay. Um, but uh, every morning, morning prayers are on there. And, oh wow! And okay. I'll yeah, it's just there's so many great things out there. I, I, you um, can always use another Catholic app on your absolutely, phone. Right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Except when they go off and you're in a quiet place, that's not right. good. <laughs> um, yeah. So those um, lots of retreats. Um, okay. You've Especially done a retreat, I think. I if have, you yeah. I have. It took me a long time to do a silent retreat. Yeah. I, I kept I, I saying, "I want to do one," and I keep hesitating. You do. Oh, yeah. my biggest fear was God was going to ask something of me I wasn't ready to do. Oh gosh! <laughs> so finally, I, mine. <laughs> yeah, that was it. It's like, oh, am I really ready to let go of everything? Right. You know, way back in search, I can remember they kept they used a balloon analogy and said, you just have to let go of your worries and concerns and fears and give them to God, like a balloon, like mm-hmm. you let it loose. And I thought I got it then, but the older I get and the more that you should be unattached to things of this earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just I was just fearful that I was yeah. gonna be asked to let go of something I oh, wasn't quite sure. ready to let go of. So sure. um, I did it though. I've gone on a number of silent retreats now and they are the best thing around. I, I think you can start with like a, one day. Is that right? I don't know. Oh, no. I don't know. Or maybe Broom- it's just maybe a weekend is the smallest amount of uh, it time. It might be. Room tree Can offers I have an them. hour silent retreat because I might be able to do that. It's not long enough. You're going to be begging for more. I know. I know. <laughs> After my last four day, I thought, oh, I really need to try an eight day because oh, it wow. just, it was so beautiful. I yeah. didn't think I could be alone with myself and my thoughts for four days, but yeah. easily I'm with God. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I think for a lot of us, the the reason you gave and mm-hmm. then the being alone with yourself and your thoughts mm-hmm. are very intimidating things right. to have to 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 do. But uh, well, especially as women, I feel like our heads are always on the go. Yeah, and it's quieting your head and your thoughts to listen Ooh. to God. Yeah, he. I mean, he can't talk to you when all the noise is going. No, well, at least maybe you can. He can talk to you. You just can't hear him. You can't hear him. So, you don't listen. It's a bad thing. <laughs> Um, okay, you said a few minutes ago that uh, you led a pretty normal Catholic family life, but honestly, nowadays, living a, as a Catholic at all is not really not mm-hmm. very normal. So when you and Steve first started raising your kids, was that an intentional decision for the two of you, or did that just kind of happen organically, do you think? You know, it just happened. Okay. We were both raised in strong Catholic families. Yeah. And so... It just happened. That's how we wanted mm-hmm. our children raised. And we were very involved in the church when our kids were young as well and surrounded ourselves with other Catholic families, mm-hmm. which I think is really important. Yes. Um, that way you're not, I, I don't want to say competing with the world, but you're not. You're, your yeah. friends have the same values you have. Yep. So we'd hang out at church. We'd get together at each other's houses. Mm-hmm. We would go camping together, all sorts of activities that really supported our faith. Yeah. You know, we surround ourselves with people who have the same virtues that we want our kids to have. I think that's sometimes our mistake today is that we feel like we want to get outside our circle. And while you do want to get outside your circle, you still need the circle. Mm -hmm. And if you don't create that circle of people who have the same values as you, 
you can lose your values very easily if you're always outside of that. Very easily. But not only that, you know, society comes at young families today with all this activity and blessing to us. We lived um, about a 15 minute drive outside of town when our kids were little. Okay. And so I just didn't like all the road time Mm because I was a working mom on top of it. I just didn't like any more road time. So my kids weren't involved in everything. Oh, sure. That's okay. It was. It, it was what was important to us. Family time yeah. was important to us. Family yeah. meals were important mm-hmm. to us where you get everybody together and you just talk about how was your day? Yeah. How do I support you in your day? And what is the beauty you saw yeah. today? Super important. So, yeah. um, you know, the kids, we turned down traveling ball teams and whatnot. And, you, you know, know, we didn't do that when I was a kid. <laughs> Turned out that's, okay. That's what we said. My husband and I. Star. Yes. It <laughs> okay. was, was no sports star. Um, you know, the kids at the time, of course, were disappointed, sure. but they really enjoyed family time as yeah. well. Yeah. So it's so important. It is. It yeah. is. I just think the most important thing for families, though, is to surround themselves with support. Yeah, for sure. What has been the biggest blessing of your journey so far? Of course, it's not over. Yeah, so. no, my journey's far from over. Yeah. Um, the biggest blessing for me has been my attitude of um, just this calmness or this mm-hmm. sense of peace. Okay. Um, when I tried to be in control of my life, making all the decisions, I just always felt this sense able to let things go and say, God, you've got this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the prayer to the sacred heart of Jesus, mm-hmm. I trust in you. You take care of everything. Mm-hmm. Literally, I do not struggle with anxiety anymore. I sleep oh, so, so peacefully at night. And Wow. Yeah, it's that I think has been the best thing for me yeah. that's come out of really trusting in God. That's something that people need to really hear, I think, is that there is a way to do that, to mm-hmm. not worry, to trust. Giving it up isn't so easy, no. but if you can do it, take some work. It takes work, yes. but it's well worth but it. But you can do it. Yeah. But it's worth yeah. it. Do you have a... When you say that, okay, so one of my favorite saints is Padre Pio. Mm. Pray, hope, and don't worry. So do you have a particular saint you turn to? I just love learning and reading anything about Mother Teresa. Oh, okay. Yeah, she just, uh, you know, when you read about her desolation and not hearing the voice of God, and yet she was able to do what she did day in and day out, I am just so floored. And I think, how did she have the energy? Right. I don't know about you. The older I get, it's tiring. I get to the end of the day and I'm like really tired. And I just think she was an elderly woman and still worked as hard as she did loving on these people that nobody else loved. Right. Just amazing. And and didn't feel the the connection to God at the time. We didn't know that, but, but boy, she's still, she was still all his. Right. No matter what. Right. And as I've been reading, that's what true faith is in that you may not always hear God's voice, or sense his presence, mm-hmm. but you trust that he's there. Yeah. So it's funny you should say, say, Padre Pio, I'm just watching a movie on him right now. It's so good. <laughs> of course, of course. Well, Brenda, we are out of time, but that's a good place to leave it, I think, uh, trusting in God. And it sounds like you've, you've done that really well. And we're really looking forward to seeing what you can do here as director of schools. Well, thank you so much, Renee. Yep. I'm so glad that I could join you yeah. today. And <laughs> Stay tuned because, as you said, life changes and we will keep rolling with it because God's plan is bigger than any of ours. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Brenda. You're welcome. If you haven't found us at social media yet, you can find us at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and at Rumble at SF Diocese. You can also find these shows um, on many podcast platforms, platforms like Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. 
That's it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic Views.